Well, hey there. Thanks so much for joining us on the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If these messages have blessed your life, go ahead and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button inside the podcast app. And if your life has been impacted by this ministry, would you consider supporting it financially so that we can continue to love God, love people, and prove it? You can give by visiting hope615.com slash give. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you are blessed through today's message. So glad you're here again. Uh, did anybody catch it? I, I, I sometimes think about things I'm like, that's kind of funny. You know, when Jared was doing the welcome and he was talking about the students on their retreat, talking about they went through the book of Jonah and they were really chewing on it. Did anybody catch that? Chewing, you know, you know what happened to Jonah, like swallowed in the belly of a whale, chewing on Jonah. I love that, man. You did that on purpose, didn't you? No, I, I, I knew that. Chewing on Jonah. That could be a great sermon title series. Yeah, you know, just we'll file that one away. Well, welcome to 2020. You, you know what they say. New year, new you. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Well, everybody that's ready for this message, let's just all say amen. amen. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. Good grief. Listen to me. Here's what I believe. You know, you're like, what is Kent going to do today? You feel like, yeah, it's a new year. He's going to talk about that a little bit. Yes, I am. And so we're launching into this new sermon series today. And here's what I want to suggest. And I know I don't speak on behalf of everyone in this room, but for the majority of you in this room today, I believe your desire is that this would not be just another normal year. I mean, I think most of us in this room, we've got some hopes, we've got some dreams. Am I right? Are some of you, you have that? A few of you. Two people on the front row have that. And one over here. Okay. Think about it. Maybe, Maybe you want to get in shape. Maybe you want to eat healthy this year. Maybe you want less screen time and more God time. Maybe you're looking for more quality family time. Maybe you just want to take a great vacation this year. That sounds good, doesn't it? Amen. Some of you in this room would like to make more money this year. Do I get a response to that? I knew you guys would. There you are. Some of you would like to work on your marriage this year. And some of you, maybe you've never been married. You're thinking, I would like to get married this year. Can I get a witness from any single people? Not really. Okay. Listen, perhaps you just, perhaps this year your desire is just to focus on what what really is important in life according to what God's word says. Now, here's what I want to say to you. While most all of us in this room, we're pretty good at saying these things with our mouths, right? We, We can say this, we can make the resolution. We can say, I don't want to live a normal life But oftentimes, what we put into practice ends up being kind of normal. Think about this with me for just a moment. Uh, I would say that's not that big of a deal, your resolutions, you not wanting to live a, a normal life, unless you tell me, You say, Kent, I'm a born-again believer. Now, if you tell me this morning, hey, Kent, I've been born again, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, then please hear me out. This is is where you need to listen. 
If you say I'm a born-again believer, there needs to be some evidence in your life that you are not living a normal life. According to the Bible, there needs to be some evidence or some fruit so that you don't look like everyone else in this world. Well, what does the Bible say about this? The Bible is very clear. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what God's word says. The first text I want to share with you today is in the book of Matthew chapter 7. This is Jesus. Jesus is teaching some very heavy truths. Look what he says. Jesus says, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus says, It's only those, only the ones who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now listen, you read that, this is a gigantic statement from Jesus. I read this text, he gets my attention. When I think about this text, I think Jesus is saying, don't assume that everybody's going to get a free pass to heaven because it doesn't work that way. Jesus is also saying, people, it's, it's not about your head knowledge but it's about what comes from your heart. Jesus is saying your life needs to be in alignment with God's plans. And it's really all about knowing, listen to me, it's about knowing and doing God's will. It's about knowing and doing God's will. Now, please answer this question to yourself with me. Just just listen. Here's the question. Do you think the majority of people you know Do you think that the majority of people you know are living in God's perfect will? It's just a yes or no. And I would suggest to you this morning that it's pretty normal that most people do not live in step with God's will. Jesus says it another way in the very same chapter. We'll look at this one, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Jesus says it this way. And by the way, listen, he really does want you and I to understand. He says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And there are going to be many people who enter through it. In other words, that's like not the normal way. Everybody's going to do it. But he says, small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. Look at this. And only a few find it. So think about what Jesus is saying. He says, okay, people, you've got two options, two options. There's this one road, and it is really wide, and the gate on that road will allow just tons of people to enter in. And Jesus says, as a matter of fact, he says, there will be many people who are going to choose that wide road, the wide road with the wide gate. In other words, he's saying, it's normal for people to choose that road. But Jesus says, he says, you have another option, and and it's to choose the road less traveled. To choose the road less traveled. Your other option is to choose the narrow road, the road with the really small gate. And he says that even though it's not normal, he says, 
That road, listen to me, it leads to life. Yet only a few people will find it. So here's what I'm convinced of. Church, listen, I'm convinced more than ever, listen, normal isn't working. Normal is not working. Here's what I mean by this. Let me tell you what normal looks like today in our lives, in our families, and in our community. It has become normal, listen to me, it has become normal for people to be overwhelmed, to be rushed, to be stressed out. It's become normal for people to be broke and in debt. It has become normal if your marriage doesn't work out just to chunk it and get a divorce. It has become normal to live a life, even for believers, listen, without any direction, to live a life without any direction or true purpose. It's become normal. It has become normal for people just to be working for a paycheck with no joy in their occupation, no joy in the workplace. Addiction has become normal. Impure thoughts are far too normal. Guilt and shame and regret have become normal. Yet, you know what I've learned in life? Do you know what Jesus teaches through Scripture? Two truths. I'll put them on the screen. You may want to jot them down. Number one is this. If you want what normal people have, just do what normal people do. And honestly, this is the wide road. This is what so many people choose. If you want what normal people have, just keep doing what normal people do. But if you want what few people have, begin to do what few people do. Now, let me tell you something I think is incredibly important. One of the, listen, one of the most concerning things I've seen in the lives of normal people, in the lives of normal people is this. Normal people do not regularly read God's word. And because they don't read it, listen to me, follow, they don't know it. And if you don't know it, it's pretty hard to apply it. And then if you can't apply it, guess what? You end up living what I call a, a normal life. Yet I want to say to you today, if instead you will begin to really get into God's word, you will discover how the Bible teaches you to live in a way that is not normal. And when you, start, when you start to apply the principles from God's word in your life, here's what the world's going to say. You crazy. You are cray cray. It, it doesn't make sense to those who don't know Christ. They'll, listen, they'll think you're weird. But hear me out. Church, it's a, it's a good kind of weird. I want you to think about this. Think about some truths from the Bible. The Bible teaches us if you want to lead, being a leader can only happen if you first become a servant. And the world would say, what is that about? The Bible teaches that if you want to find your life, you first must lose it for the sake of the gospel. The Bible teaches us, oh, people cannot get their minds around this. The Bible teaches if someone wrongs you, 
You're not only supposed to forgive them once, you're supposed to forgive them 70 times seven times. The Bible teaches us to be generous givers. We know, according to God's word, God is our provider. It's all his. And the Bible teaches us to give back a tithe, which is 10% to the church. And when we tithe, the promise is that we will live a blessed life. Now, the world would say, brah, sister, none of that is normal. That's exactly what they would say. People who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, they will roll their eyes at you, and they are going to think you're weird. Let me tell you how I know this. I've lived it. As a 24-year-old, I went off to college. I got my degree. I got my first job in the real world. And three years into that, I told my boss, hey, uh, the Lord's done something in my life. I, I'm, I'm sensing he's calling me into ministry, so I, I'm going to resign. I'm leaving this job to go work with teenagers at a church. And some of them looked at me like, dude, you're, you're weird. That's not normal. Or, or I think about when Shauna, my wife, decided with pregnancy number one, that God was leading her to be a stay-at-home mom. There, there were some people who thought, you're crazy, you're not going to survive financially. It did not make sense to them. Or I think about this, when the two of us together decided to home educate our kids, listen, you wanna get some people sharing their opinion with you? Just start homeschooling your kids, okay? People talked, people talked about us behind our backs. They questioned our wisdom. And they ba here's what they basically thought. Well, I guess Sean is now going to start wearing her hair up in a bun. She's going to start dressing like the mom on Little House on the Prairie. And all she's going to do all day is bake bread with the children at home. Y'all think I'm joking. People thought that. People said, you guys are not normal. You are weird. But here's what I want to say. All of those examples represent some of the best decisions God ever led us to make. And in all of them, we were simply doing our very best to be obedient to what God was saying to us through the Bible. So, so let me take you back to Scripture. If, if you're here today and you're like, yeah, okay, okay, I'm, I'm kind of tracking with this. If you would say, you don't want this to be just another normal year, truth number one, here's a promise, begin to do this. Number one, don't think like normal people think. What does the Bible say? Romans chapter 12, verse two. Scripture says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew the way you think is what the scripture says. Renew the way you think about everything. And then the promise is, then when you do this, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and his perfect will. Sometimes when I read a text, I'll look at it 
you know, uh, in multiple different translations of the Bible. Many of you have heard that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Listen to it from the message, if you would. Same text, Romans chapter 2, just from the message. This might just pop you in the face. I hope it does. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Fix your attention on God. And when you do that, you'll be changed from the inside out. I think it's so crazy. Monica said this this morning in the huddle. She had listened to a podcast this morning about the very same truth. Our minds are transformed in and through God's word. And God's word will teach you to think differently about how you utilize your time, about what you do with money, about sex, about relationships, about values. And here's what you've got to remember. What you think about will guide who you become. What you think about will guide who you become. If Listen, if you want to be normal, if you just want to be normal, just keep the Bible in the back seat of your car. Just leave it there all year long. Don't read it. Let, let your Bible collect dust wherever it sits. Don't, don't find a reading plan. Don't, don't get on your smartphone and find a reading plan to read through the Bible in a year. By the way, congratulations. Some of you have done that for the first time in your life. That's awesome. But if you want your life to be normal, don't do that. If you want your life to be normal, don't, don't you dare plan on joining us on January 26th when we start a brand new small group ministry model right here in this gym. The whole model is based around the church reading the Bible and Scripture together. Don't you dare do that. I really do want you to come. Please hear me. If you're ready to get out of what I'll call the normal rut that you're in, then it begins by you getting into God's word so that your life can be transformed and your mind can be renewed. Don't think like normal people think. Truth number two is this. Don't live like normal people live. Stop living like normal people live. What I want for you this year, I really do. What I want for all of our church this year, I would love for you to live the most unnormal life you've ever lived in your entire life. I would like for you to be crazy weird for Jesus. I would like for you to be crazy weird for Jesus. I want you to realize that the more you pursue Jesus Christ, it's only then that you will begin to find freedom and joy and contentment. How do I know this? Because it's in the text. Look again, another verse. How does Scripture, listen, how does Scripture tell us to live? 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Dear friends, I urge you, Christians... Remember, in this world, I'm urging you, you're, you're, you're foreigners, you're exiles, to do what? Look, 
to abstain from sinful desires. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. And then look at that next word, live. Live. What do you do? Live such good lives among all of the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. I'm here to tell you, God, God, listen to me. God really does have a plan for your life. He has, he has a perfect will for your life. And this, this is mind-boggling. That's available to you right now. Now, here's the warning. Hear the warning. I think we're tempted to do this far too often in Christian community. Don't walk out of church today and decide to try and copy some other believer's way of living. We, we don't need a bunch of copycat Christians. But instead, what do you do? I'm going to ask you to begin to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to say, ask you to say, God, would, would you show me your plan for my life and how are you going to do that? How are you going to discover that? By reading the word and then you let God guide you. And so what, what can this look like? It's going to be different for, listen, it's going to be different for every single person in this room. Maybe for you this year, what this will mean, you are going to learn to live on less so that you can give more. Maybe this year, God will help you say no to a few things in order that you might be able to free up some time so you can say yes to serving. God might, whoa, you ready for this one? God might lead you to leave your job so that you can stay at home with your kids. Maybe God is preparing you to home educate your children. God may be preparing to transition you into a role serving in ministry. Please, hear my heart today. Hear my heart I'm sick of normal. I'm sick of normal for you. Living a life, being overwhelmed and broke and miserable and exhausted, it, it's not working. And let me also say this. I'm also sick of normal Christianity. That doesn't even make sense. Normal Christianity. Here's an idea. What if in this new year, can, can we not be a normal church? Can, can we not just be a normal church, but instead can we be a church that lives in a way that impacts this community more than we've ever impacted this community for the glory of God? Can we be a group of people that might be willing to take some risk we've never taken for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I don't know, Ken. Can we? Yeah, we can. What about this? Could we do more than worship at church like one day a week? Because honestly, that's normal. 
when you think about it, worship is a way of life. And so my prayer for us as a church is that we would understand all that God desires for us this year and then just begin to live it out based on the truth that we receive from his holy word as he guides us. No more normal. No more normal. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for my family. I want it to happen in my household. I want it to happen with our staff at the church office. I want it to happen with your family, in your workplace, in your community, for the glory of God's kingdom. No more normal. Would you pray with me this morning? And then we're just going to, man, we're going to respond to God. We're going to respond to God because of his faithfulness. Heavenly Father, uh, this morning, we've opened your holy word. You've given us truth. It, it, is, it is pretty easy to break this down. It is black and white. And so, God, we've received it, and now we have to do something with it. God, our prayer is that we would be obedient to what you call us to. I do realize, Lord, there's some significant things on the table for many people in this room. Many people in this room, they're processing a lot. They have some significant decisions to make, and my prayer is that they would surrender it to you. And then, God, I'm asking you to guide them. Lord, for our church, we're, we're at that same place. God, we're entering into a season that we've never experienced. God, we're trusting you to show us what is next. God, we're faithfully giving toward our first ever capital fundraising campaign. God, may we be found faithful as we wait on your perfect timing to show us what's next. <clears throat> God, for the people in this room who have been reminded today of what it's really all about at the end of the day. It's about Jesus. It's about trusting you to be our Savior and Lord. We've seen that played out through the picture of baptism. And God, my prayer is that many more, many more would come to know you this year. God, that we would see baptisms week after week after week representing those who have come to know you as Savior and Lord. God, there are probably people in this room who who today have realized, you know, I've never taken that step of obedience. I've never been baptized. God, I pray that they would take that step. God, to be obedient to you. Lord, you, you do what you do. God, we're going to celebrate. We're going to sing. We thank you today for the opportunity to know you. God, may you receive all honor and glory. And I pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus, and all God's people said. Well, thanks again for listening to the Hope Fellowship Church podcast. If you're interested in becoming more connected at Hope Fellowship Church, please visit hope615.com slash get connected.